0: And pageantry of college football lives here.
1: This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our Ford podcast. This might be college football. Head-off. Hey, we welcome you back. It has
2: uh, been a busy one on this Friday night. We had Coach DeBorah on an hour ago, getting a lot of reaction as we uh, head into the weekend. It's been a very tumultuous day uh, for Alabama. Another one bites the dust, uh, Julian Sayan, the uh, top quarterback in the country in the, up, in the current class. Uh, he had already enrolled, uh, he had already practiced. He hit the portal joining uh, Caleb Downs, Isaiah Bond, Proctor, uh, a lot of, uh, of five star athletes and uh, he was considered the preeminent quarterback uh, entering college football for the 24th season from high school. Let's get back to the phones and legend is up next oh
3: it's five o'clock somewhere paul yes indeed (laughs) pour me a triple brother pour me a triple yeah by the way don't tell
2: anyone but i've already had one
3: i know that's right i've been at about three man pour me a triple they keep leaving man they keep leaving man i don't know what the hell's going on man i hear i don't know how true it is paul but my sources in Tuscaloosa telling me that they didn't want Julian saying that he was too small. That's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. You ever heard anything that crazy,
2: man? Uh, you know, all I would say is be, be beware of, uh, of your sources right now because uh, yeah. I've talked to too many people who said that he was uh, as close to Bryce Young as you could find in terms of touch.
3: So we trade the By the way, I'm talking about the Bryce four Young four at Alabama,
2: days. not the Bryce Young at the Panthers.
3: Yeah, I better say to Bryce Duggan, the pastors, <laughs> I don't know. He might be a bust. <laughs> if he ain't bust, he's going to be busted by the time that all line gets done with it down there. He going to get done with it. Hey, Paul, our man got be a career criminal, ain't he? He, he got be a, a yeah. He, uh, back, he He's it?
2: been saving that stuff up for years.
3: Man, I, I don't remember strong-arming no hamburger guy or no advertiser, buddy. But uh, I'm sure he can produce the names at a company since he he seems more aware to know about me than I know about myself. No, he's really a pathetic dude, Paul. He's the kind of dude that scratches his back with his toilet brush at night when he gets out of <laughs> the shower. <laughs> <laughs> he's got kind of a guy that burns his front yard. He don't know it. He, he burns it. But I got White Trash Incorporated wide open. But the good thing is, Paul, Jim's been tweeting how great Iron Man is again. So if I can bring them two back together, Paul, if I can bring them back together. Oh, man, what a life them two will have, man. I mean, they one of them to been late in 10 years. That's pretty obvious, you know. So But if I can bring that friendship back together right there, man, I, That'd be worth it all. So, yeah, it's a good call, man. Way to fight, brother. If your sorry-ass team got any fight like you got, you may have a chance there, dude. You may have a chance. Paul, am I reading this right? I, I can't be reading this right. Ohio State is hired Bill O'Brien. <laughs> so, uh, in, in,
2: the la- in the last three years, Bill O'Brien did a miserable job at Alabama did a worse job at New England. And now he's going to ensure that Ryan Day loses his job at Ohio
3: State. I think Ryan Day wanted a fall guy. I think he wanted a fall guy. You know, I heard him say today on Josh that Bill O'Brien spent 80% of his career with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. 80% of his career but what's so fascinating about that is during that 80% of the time that he was with Coach Saban and Coach Belichick, neither one of them won a championship when he was on the staff. No.
2: <laughs> this guy, uh, hey, hey, remember, he was, uh, he, was with the, he, he was with the Texans, too. They've done a lot better yeah, he since did. he left.
3: Yeah, he did a great job. He was job a GM there, there, wasn't he? Right? Yeah, I think he was a head coach. For yeah, he was head coach that, and right? GM. Yeah, man, what an idiot. Well, I don't know what Ohio State's thinking. I hear they get Julius saying, so he's going to have a great offensive coordinator to go to. That's the sure story right there. Hey, all these crazy people talking. Dwayne, let me tell you something, dude. Nobody gives a damn about LSU, LSU don't scare nobody. You got a sorry coach that ain't going to wear 9K games every year. Ain't never going to get you to the mountaintop. It's only about a time for you corn dogs that ain't lose that to realize what kind of average-ass coach you got down there. You don't scare nobody as long as the Notre Dame coach is over on your sideline. You, I mean, we own you, LSU. We be, I mean, what do you want? One out of the last ten, we own you. We got paperwork saying we own you, dude. We got paperwork saying. And for all you folks saying Alabama's dead, y'all keep saying that. I'm going to tell you something. We coming back, baby. We coming back. Paul, I like Coach DeBoer, man. I mean, he didn't give you much, did he? He didn't tell you very much, did
2: he? Well, I don't think that was his goal. I think his goal was to uh, try to calm the
3: waters. Well, they ain't calm. I ain't calm. ain't <laughs> calm. <laughs> We he need like, some damn
2: players, Coach DeBoer. He, Barber, he was, uh, he was hoping that people uh, watching would would think
3: everything's good. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. But it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. One thing I like about Coach DeBoer, I'm gonna tell you straight up too. I wasn't too crazy about our AD to, up to a couple weeks ago, and I really started listening to him. And I've changed my opinion on him. I think Greg Burns is the closest thing to Greg Sankey in the SEC. I really do. I think he's a brilliant man. And I think we're in great shape And at the University of Alabama with him in leadership. But what I like about Coach DeBoer, man, you can tell he's about championships, Paul. He ain't about coming in second place. He's about winning championships. He didn't come. That ain't Mike Shula. That ain't Mike the DeBoer, baby. That's a coach that just played in the national championship game. It ain't like... We got a shooter of the bow. So all you folks holding your coolers out there, hoping that it's all over, keep holding them because we'll be back. We ain't went nowhere. We ain't went nowhere. We we right where we need to be in this moment in time in this 12-team playoff with a coach that can get us where we need to go. So you hold them till they bust because you're gonna hold them too long and they're gonna bust. Because as the man said, we're too damn big to fail. Damn big to fail. We are. We are the godfather of college football, and we won't fail. We don't accept it. That's what makes us different. Love you, Paul. And Dick Saban, not only did you leave the offices, but I kicked you out of little Iron Man's BB brain. Get out of that BB brain. I own that BB brain now. I own that BB brain of Jim and all y'all. all y'all, White Trash Incorporated. I got the paperwork on all y'all. I own them little BB brains now. Love you, Paul. Peace out.
2: Let you got it. Thank you very much. Uh, Danny is up next. Uh, hello, Danny. Hey, Paul. Uh, am I right uh, on the
4: row of no more than eighty-five scholarship players on the roster at any time?
2: Well, I mean, you can uh, you you can do some adjusting, but uh, I mean, that's technically what it's about. Yes. Yeah, I, I just wondered how these keep, teams
4: keep getting players out of the portal, you know, when, when you look online and they're way over the limit, I mean, well, I mean, what you have to do, have uh, what, what, what you have
2: to do is, uh, is, get, is yeah, it, you, you, you have to have manage to take the them roster off when
4: they, right. When you're managing it, but I mean, when you're getting, when you're looking at it online, you're getting 12 and 14 players more than, you know, the limit that they're supposed to be on. I was just wondering if they had anybody marked in Yeah,
2: you you have to watch it, uh, but you're also looking at a moving target, uh, and you know, right now is it, you you adjust as you as you move forward. Right now, nothing's really happening, so uh, you can be a little. Right. Heavy well, I mean, and-
4: like yeah, like you know, you look at Georgia and Texas, and and uh, you see where they got like ninety something players, and uh, I know you got to take off of the ones that are going pro or the ones that are in the portal are self, uh, you know, and try to monitor, it, keep it, uh, down, uh, level like that. Uh, and then again, they could be paying them, paying them enough to where they can pay their own tuition where they don't have to be on scholarship.
2: <laughs> by, the, by the way, that's really a good point. Hey, thank you, Danny. We're up against a break. I've uh, been a busy show with coach DeBoer and many others. We will be back with the remaining 50 minutes of this week right after this.
0: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free, no insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at Hims.com/paul. That's H-I-M-S.com/paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com/paul. Hard are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan.
2: Welcome back. Friday night as we uh, start to shut it down. Eddie is calling next. Good afternoon, Eddie. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you.
5: Look, I, I was listening to your show I guess a couple of days ago, and when you interviewed Antonio Langdon. Yes, are sir. you there? Yeah, that was great. Uh, did you enjoy that? Yeah, I was, I was speaking of terms of when you uh, interviewed Antonio Langdon, and I want to tell you that I was one of the coaches of his uncle, Bob Pinchon. Oh, really? Yeah, we That's were fantastic. Uh, we that at Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I had a pretty good career of recruiting. I uh, my most famous recruit. I signed Walter Payton for Jackson State when I was there. Did you really? Yeah. Tell I, us about I signed that. Walter. I signed Leon Gray. Wow. I signed Donna Reese. <laughs> oh my uh, god, uh, Eddie,
2: uh, back to Walter. Uh where else
5: was he looking at? Well, you know, that was nineteen seventy. Right. There were, there were a few schools. Uh, I think Kansas people okay. like that was interested in him. And, uh, but, uh, and he didn't want to go to Jackson state because his brother was already there. Eddie. Oh, Pace. okay. Remember Eddie? Well, I do remember Detroit, Eddie. Yeah, Florida I sure do.
2: So, uh, w- were you primarily there? Where else, where, where else did you uh, work?
5: Well, I worked, I started at Jackson state. Okay. And we were only we got fired in two years, but we had all the players there in in place to win championship if we had to stay the third year. You know, you can't do much in two years. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, you that's right. In, like, we came in behind a team that had thirteen draft choices, the draft and free agents. That's amazing. We succeed we succeeded, Doctor Roy Page. Okay. secretary of education for George Bush. Right, right. Right. So well, yeah, we uh, left uh, Eddie, my
2: first job, I was in Louisiana and I covered uh, about three grambling games and okay. got to know Eddie uh, Robinson. And uh, he took me on a, a, a bus ride trip once. He, he called me, he said, hey, you want to you want to do a, find out what it's really like? So we we left uh, we left Ruston and uh, went to the, we, they were playing uh, Mississippi Valley at Itabina. Right, <laughs> which I'm, I know you're familiar with, and uh, I got to sit with him on the bus. It was one of the great experiences of my life. Well,
5: you you were with a great man. He was a super man. Yeah, uh, I knew Eddie well. I played against his teams. I, I graduated from Arkansas A and M back okay. in the sixties. I knew UAP. another guy
2: uh, who was uh, Mario Kasem? Where did he coach? I can't remember. I remember got to get oh, him. Yeah. Uh,
5: Marino okay. that was my that was my that was my boss when I he uh. Okay. I beat him. I beat him recruiting, and he made every effort to get me to come down there because yeah, I, was I remember talking him to him recruiting. a lot. He was a
2: great. Uh, he was really quite a quite a character.
5: He was. He was a good. Good coach, and uh, but we. Uh, I tell everybody, Paul, this, that we uh, uh, we uh, uh, merged. the a- they up in the NFL. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, you're right, uh, because uh, we merged them. <laughs> you're absolutely right. He, uh, Eddie took me on one more trip. We went down to uh, Miami in the Orange Bowl. They played, I think they played Famu at the end of the season. They played
5: Famu, the Orange Blossom Classic.
2: I'll tell you what he did. Uh, and I this was, uh, I mean, I, I had, uh, they, we went to a dinner the night before. And the, the guest speaker was uh, Jesse Owen. And okay. he came and said, you want to meet? I said, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. So he took me up and I got to meet Jesse and that, I um, mean, you talk about one of the great heroes of all time. Uh, I mean, Eddie opened a lot of doors for everyone, especially me.
5: Right. Well, let me tell you something else. You think of Jesse. I knew Jesse. I didn't know him from Alabama. I'm from Alabama. I was off Tuscaloosa. Right. I knew coach Bryant. Let me tell you a good story about coach Bryant. Sure. I saw coach in November of. 1982 in San Antonio, Texas. He was there for the Henry Frinkle uh, coaching clinic. Right. And the coach, Coach Frinkle, made sure Coach Brown spoke that Sunday to keep everybody at the clinic. <laughs> so <laughs> when the clinic was when the clinic was over, there, after he spoke Sunday morning, I walked about mm, say about. Uh, about thirty feet close to the podium where he was. Now I knew him from a kid. My one of my friends' mother worked for them. Miss Martha worked for Coach Brown. Miss Miss Mary for them. And so I walked close enough so he could see me, but I wasn't going up there because there was, you know, all about it. Coach Brown. You just you just had, you just had that much respect for him. But he saw me and told me to come here. <laughs> and I walked up to him. He said, "Uh." What are you doing out here? I said, well, I coach out here, not coach. So he put his arm around, and we talked about 20 minutes. And uh, the reporters were standing around. They were getting angry. I know who was this guy. So I said, Coach Bryant, these people want to talk to you. He's all oh, they can wait. <laughs> <laughs> that so I was a great story about Coach Bryant, And he went home and died. He sure and did. I regret to this day. I, I, I regret for this day. I never, never took a picture with him. Now about Jesse Owens, this this another another story I have. I met him in Chicago. I used to live in Chicago, but it brings me to mind. I made a I made a I nominated uh, Otis Davis to the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Right, you remember him? You I sure do. Sure.
1: Well, Otis
5: Otis won the, had the world record and won the gold in the nineteen sixty Olympics in the 440 back in those days. And they won. They won the 440. Uh, not so far. They won the mile relay. He got he got gold in that. I made it. I nominated him for the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and I was denied. He was denied. I mean. Yeah,
2: well. Explain uh, that to Eddie, me, Eddie. Uh, I, I I'm obviously a very you know big supporter of the Hall of Fame now, but there was a time when uh, a lot of really quality people did not get in there.
5: Yeah, he was born and raised in Tuscaloosa, like yeah, we all are. That's too bad. And unfortunately, he's older. He's much older than me. But he, uh, I knew him as a little boy at elementary school when he graduated from high school, and I'm 82, so he about 90. But we was in church, and I was a kid when he was. He was a good basketball player at Drew at, at Industrial High School back then. It wasn't Drew and then he couldn't go to you know integrated colleges, so he joined the Air Force. And then after he got out of the Air Force, he ended up in Oregon, Oregon State. And, uh, but I was very disappointed they didn't accept him. And he's a bone and bread there. Well, <laughs> and then, well Eddie, thank, uh, listen,
2: this has been a real treat call for you to call. I hope we can talk again. Oh yeah, I
5: love to. I tried Hey, look, I tried to talk to you back in the day when you was in with Anderson or Gaston or somewhere. You was on AM radio. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh, Gaston
2: was our uh, Gaston was our first affiliate when we. Uh, okay. We yeah. Tried to well, yeah. i tried
5: to tune in. To, I tried to tune in there uh, several times. Couldn't get you, but uh, but I've always followed you because you you uh, was at the Post hero. Yes, sir. And I remember you from the days I was coaching at Alabama A and M.
2: You have uh, you've had quite a career.
1: Really, thank you. Well, Eddie, uh, you Went be well,
2: and uh, let's 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 do this again. Thank you very very much, uh, Coach. Uh, what what a, what a treat to talk to you. Let's check in with Mike next in Los Angeles. Hey, Mike.
1: Hey, Paul. Hope you and your wife and your dog are doing well.
2: <laughs> we are. Thank you for asking.
1: Did Alabama complain when Jermaine Burton or Henry Toto? or Jamison, or Jameer Gibbs decided to leave their colleges and come to Alabama?
2: Mike, I don't remember any complaints, no.
1: Now, when they got Tommy Reese to come and bring the backup quarterback, or even as recently as last month, when they got the coach from Michigan, after the season to come in specifically for the Rose Bowl, did anybody talk about the playing field was unfair? Don't think so. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting, you know, when Pruitt left Tennessee, about thirty people left, and every other school has kind of suffered this. And Alabama, Nick Saban, greatest coach ever. No, uh, nothing but respect for him. But they've been living on this magical ride that won't ever be repeated. But just simply because of Nick Saban, they were able to, you know, do things and get people that just average schools couldn't. And now that the shoe is on the other foot, it's like, man, football's over. in NIL, the transfer portal. Man, it, this is just awful, Paul. It's unfair. And do you think some of some of the callers – are kind of uh, crying a little bit much now that it's changed?
2: Well, the one thing I do know, Mike, is uh, I covered Alabama football before Sabin. Um, while they may be going through this period, uh, they will not change. Alabama fans still believe in their program. It doesn't, I mean I've seen them through some of the biggest uh, buffoons that have ever that have ever had a whistle around their neck. Uh, so this guy, this guy is a uniquely uh, qualified coach, but the times have changed. Thank you very much for the call. We have to go to a break. We are here for 30 more minutes on a Friday night. We're coming
0: right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: We welcome all of you back, and
7: Todd is up next. Good afternoon, Todd. Good evening, Paul. You doing okay today, Yes, buddy? sir. How are you? I am good, man. Hey, do I need to get the big lock out and go down there and put it on, uh, lock the stadium out down there? Because we ain't going to have no more football, it sounds like, down there. No, it's all over. You know that. Hey, I, I just wanted to let you know, yesterday when we were talking about the tail whippings and stuff, Paul, that was at the Dollar G. I don't go to the uh, to the packing store. I, I don't drink, Paul. Uh, I grew up in a family that wasn't nothing but alcoholism and drugs, and I just kind of avoided it, uh, and it was hell growing up with that. And uh, But anyway, God, God's working on my salty language, Paul, but I, I just wanted to say, Dwayne, we sure ain't scared of you just like, uh, legend say we ain't scared of nobody, and Paul, I wanted to say this, uh, I guess twelve million dollars a year, and you work hard kissing players' butts, and I guess in saving step down, that's why they all hit the portal. I told my wife the other night, Paul, I would rather have a bunch of three stars that wanted to work and play for me than these five stars.
2: Well, Todd, that's great. Uh, I don't know what that translates to, but it's certainly a more cohesive unit.
7: Hey, also, Paul, let me tell you one other thing. My brother died over there in the hospital at Charlotte, right there where you're at. Yes. And... uh, he had brain cancer and he died last December. But now my uncle, my mom, and all them they live at Fort Mill, South Carolina.
2: Oh yeah, that's very and close. My
7: uncle is a real good man. Uh, he he runs Coleman Records. He if you ever get in a tight spot, you look up Wallace Coleman. He is I a will. good man, and he'll he'll come get you over here. He's got Well, Thank you. know uh, uh, Fort Mill is uh, probably it's in your back door. It's
2: probably ten minutes from our studio.
7: Yeah, so you call Wallace Coleman if you need somebody to come get you. He'll pick your car up and take you somewhere, buddy. Well, that that, that
2: is something I, I I hope never happens. But I
7: I'll, I just wrote it down.
2: Thanks a lot.
6: AJ is up next. Oh, you know it's about it's about time with all these changes. Let me I'm gonna step his caller game up to another level. I'm fixing okay. to take it out from at his uh, capable potentials. I'm going to tell you, you know, not long ago we heard about that meteor shower coming, you know, and, and I, I sat out there for a couple nights looking there. I, I never seen anything. And then, you know, fast forward a few weeks and I get a headline, Nick Saban is retiring. And so I was like, oh boy, this is my chance. I'm going to finally get me a meteor shower. So I jump in the truck. I take off from Pell City. To, I get off McFarland Boulevard over in Tuscaloosa. I'm going up the strip here and I look over at Cry Denny Stadium and all, all I can see stars streaking out of that stadium That Cry Denny Stadium's ain't a star left in it I mean it was the most beautiful meteor shower you ever seen, Paul and I'm on you. so with that being said I ha- what I have to do is I got to repitch our business venture you know about the t-shirt contest uh, p- t-shirt company that I talked about a couple weeks ago you. you just didn't buy it. but I promise you, 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 We'll go in 50-50 and get a building and get a screen printing machine, a couple of them, and some employees. And I, I promise you, Paul, the first million, we'll make a million in the first on the first shirt okay. that we print. It's going to say, uh, I used to be a bammer until Nick Saban dropped the hammer. <laughs> so now I'm going to street like a five-star freak. And let me tell you something. Bash! Let me tell you something about your calls, Bash. You need to lay off them color, um, hallucinogenic Colorado cookies that you eat on sitting over there in your kitchen with your pink thongs on while you're watching the show because your calls are just like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. It ain't good for nothing but sucking. And another thing, Rusty's the nurse. He keep throwing them needles. I just net me a shirt that says, Boy, damn, Eagle!
2: Keats, he's not. Brandon is calling next.
8: Hello, Brandon. Uh, thank you for – hi, Mr. Feinbaum. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm actually going to make a couple of comments about two of your callers, and I'm not going to be the typical bashing person. Um, with Legend, I, I, I get cracked up um, with him because he, he kind of reminds me of one of those old-timey ring announcers that when they say the name or – or you know when they call out the person, you know Paul Feinbaum, Feinbaum, because he just has to like repeat himself, and I, I get I get cracked up on that. With with Iman, he is like my most favorite caller, and I am a Bama fan, and and I'm a little disappointed because you know I've been listening for a while, and you know he used to have um, one of the lines about window liquors, right. and I wish. I wish that he would bring that back so so bad because that was just like a highlight of my day just to just to hear those. Um but I did have a question for you with the hiring of uh Coach DeVore with him not being in the south region as far as recruiting do you think that he hired the South Alabama coach more for his coaching skills or just the the repertoire that he may have with you know some of the high school Coaches and I'll hang up and listen. And thank yeah, you thanks. Thanks. Uh, I, th- I
2: think the primary reason he hired uh, Kane Womack was that they had worked together before. It, it probably didn't hurt uh, that uh, Kane knows the Mobile area and some, and, the, and probably other areas as well. He's he's got a couple of ha- uh, carryovers. Uh, that is always the challenge. But you can hire all the people in the world uh, that help open the doors, but it's ultimately on you to to break them down and. I assume he'll be able to do that, but uh, those are always challenges for a new coach who has never been or had spent much time in in the area. Thank you very much for the call. Let's continue with more phone calls. And Alan is up next in Valdosta, Georgia.
9: Hey, Paul, you're looking sharp, buddy. You're looking sharp. Thank you very much. I, I, I hope your wife dresses you like that every day.
2: Yeah, that's that's her main job right now
9: is to make sure
2: I I, I look presentable.
9: And our hats off to Alabama, uh, Steve Spray raised the bar. Gene Stallings on the network the other day, super job, Paul. getting them on there. Thank you. And uh, he raised the bar. Steve Spray raised the bar. Best games you ever want to watch against each other. Nick raised the bar too. So my hands off to Alabama and their future coming. Of course, I'm a big Georgia fan. Pat Fossett was the secretary and president of Alabama. And my wife and her were pen pals uh, for Judy High on up. So we asked for two tickets. We paid 80 bucks. We went to the uh, uh, Alabama uh, 92 game with Alabama. And if you go through four different doors, you're going to see four different things. Let me tell you one thing I remember. And that is everybody's lined up in order, in order, in order. Gene Starlin's team runs off in order. The last four people off that field before the kickoff was the Miami offensive line. They spread out three apart. And they wriggled their hips, and they shot their hands like pistols. What they wanted was cheers. And the Alabama people booed them so bad. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious. So anyway, uh, what they wanted was cheers. They got booed. So the first play of the game was a a sack of 12 yards of Toronto. So the offensive line was by A rewarded cheers. They got them. <laughs> but you do a great job. These ministers get on there, especially the board vets. The vets. I like John Millhouse from St. Louis. <laughs> I like him. you know, John Millhouse from St. Louis. But you do a great job, Paul. I appreciate you so much.
2: Hey, thank you very much for the call. And we're heading to the break.
9: You're listening
2: to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Before we do, there is some breaking news, which uh, just when you think uh, there there are enough trouble going down uh, in Florida for for Billy Napier, uh, it's being uh, reported right now by ESPN that Florida's football program is under NCAA investigation regarding its recruitment of Jaden Rashada. Remember the guy that allegedly signed for 13 million dollars a year and a half ago then later left the program the university uh has confirmed that uh, they are they have received a notice of inquiry what exactly any of this means right now i don't know but it's just another negative headline to add to uh, all the other ones
0: you're listening to the paul
2: feinbaum show podcast